The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Presented by PropSwap. PropSwap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning it is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up, three-pointer. Uh, we cruising, baby. One hour down, two to go. Welcome to the second hour of The Fix. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, taking you all the way up to 1 a.m. Eastern time. Great conversation with my guy, Johnny Mac, John McMullen. If you happen to miss one minute of it, if you got 29 out of the 30 minutes, we'll post it up on my podcast, which is this show for you, broken down hour by hour on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. The YouTube channel, that's Jacob Media, at J-A-K-I-B Media. You can follow me on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E, or follow and or follow John at J-F McMullen. And as I mentioned earlier, if you happen to miss that, I do have someone in studio with me hanging out, uh, Dylan Davis, who has been joining me in the third hour over the phone uh, for the past week or so now, almost two weeks, uh, and he graced me with his presence tonight live in the Prop Swap studio. So in about a minute, we're going to get into our Better Bet segment where we're going to give two options and pick which one is the better bet to make for this NFL Week 6. A lot of good games. We touched on one of them. We still got to get through the rest in the next two hours, and we'll try and do that. There's a lot of games, a lot of information, and a lot to discuss. Um, we talked about Bears and Panthers, and I still want to talk about Texans, Titans, Packers, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, Browns, Steelers, Cardinals and Cowboys, Monday night, Lions and Jacksonville. There's just there's a lot of good games, and, and I think it's starting to get a little bit more difficult to make picks against the spread with the odds, the totals. And that's usually always the case in the NFL. Once you get to midway, week six, seven, eight, nine, all of a sudden it, it becomes a little bit uh, difficult sometimes uh, depending on the matchups, and that's what we're starting to see. So we're going to try and give you information, try and get you thinking, and try and give you an edge for your bets for NFL week six. So, Dylan, um, I know you put together some options for the better bet segment. I do not have the list in front of me, so I'm going to try and just operate on the fly, and that's what makes this segment just so brilliant. Uh, so, Dylan, why don't you start off with the first option of Better Bet. So the first one we have here are the winless Atlanta Falcons plus four points against the one-win Minnesota Vikings or the Cleveland Browns plus three-and-a-half versus the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers division rivalry there. Okay, so better bet. So the Falcons plus four now, and they're going up against um, who the they? Vikings. The Vikings, that's right. Falcons plus four against the Vikings, or say it again. The Browns plus three and a half versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't feel... That's a good. This is a good one because I don't feel confident betting the Falcons. I took them last week, and I've taken them. That might have been the second or third time I took them, 
with the thought process of they're not as bad as they as the record says. I'm done saying that. I, I think they might be. Um, they did fire their head coach finally, and I don't like to see anyone lose their job, so I'm not saying it in a jerk type of way, but it was just we all knew the writing was on the wall, and ever since that Super Bowl devastating um, loss after being up 28-3, to you know, it's just they, they haven't been able to bounce back from that. Minnesota did play Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks very well, but it seems like, and Russell Wilson even talked about this after the game, it just seems like Kirk Cousins and Russ always have those really good battles. Um, I think the Atlanta game is going to be a close one, so I do like that four. But I'm going to take the Browns because I I don't want to say I'm not sold on Pittsburgh. I I admitted it after the defeat to them from the Eagles um, or from the Eagles game, the Steelers winning. I said, you know what? I'm done saying they're not as good as their record says. You have to give them credit. They have a ton of weapons. Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame quarterback. They're they're a good team, okay? They're undefeated in the NFL. That's not easy to do. But I think the Browns, man, I'm kind of on board with them. I think they're legit. And what better time for the Steelers to get their first loss than in the division? So I'm going to take the team with the 4-1 and one record over the team that just fired their head coach and is a complete dumpster fire, Dylan. Yeah, um... I'm going to agree with you on the first better bet, and that's because the way I'm seeing it is if both teams lose, I think the spreads cover. So meaning that the Vikings would cover the four and the Steelers would cover the three and a half. So I have to look at it as which team has the better chance of winning outright. Right. And to me, that's the Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Falcons. I think that the Falcons are every bit as bad as people think yeah um they're a the definition of a dumpster fire right now (laughs) um and i don't see them digging their way out of it they're going to be a top three or four pick in this year's draft um so yeah i'm I'm gonna have to take browns with the points but I, i think that the browns can win outright against pittsburgh yeah i have to agree with you but that's a good start to the segment what else we got so the next is and this is why this week's so hard because not only is it difficult just in a pick'em standpoint, we're throwing spreads in, which make it which makes it more difficult. Yeah. And even the games that no one's really going to want to tune into, they're close. Right. So I have an NFC least matchup. <laughs> oh boy. The Giants minus two and a half versus the Washington Football Team, okay. or the game we mentioned earlier for a second, the Carolina Panthers, basically a pick'em minus one against the Chicago Bears. Which is the better bet? All right, so this is another good one because we touched we touched on this like you mentioned we touched on this Carolina Bears game for a brief second in the first hour of the show, and I don't know what to make of the Chicago Bears similar to I don't know what to make of the Atlanta Falcons completely two different situations but one a horrible record one very good record and you don't feel like the team matches up with the record for both of those uh franchises both the bears and the falcons so carolina three and two i think they're sneaky they've been playing well i like them in that game but i think the giants have more of an opportunity now listen the giants are a dumpster fire too i'm not saying they're a good football team they've yet to pick up a win this year They've been in a lot of close games, though, Dylan. 
And I don't know how much credit you give them for losing by three to Dallas. But even when facing those top-tier opponents like the Steelers and the Rams, they've lost by single digits to both of those teams. And say what you want about both those teams, but they're, they're good franchises. So they've been on the cusp of winning in almost all of their games this year. They're due for a win. They're not going to go 0-16. Once again, same reasoning. What better way to get a win than against this joke of a team in the NFC lease? So better bet. I'm going to give the edge to the New York Football Giants. And we're going to agree again. Okay. Um, Being that I said I like the Bears to win earlier, I obviously can't go Carolina giving a point. Yep. And the thing that with the Giants-Washington game is I like the spread at two and a half. If it was higher, like three and a half, four, I would be a little bit more weary of it. But the fact that a field goal, in fact, last second field goal could win, could cover. Yeah. Um. I agree. The Giants are a bad football team. They're missing Saquon Barkley, but Joe Judge actually has them competing. Yeah. Um, Washington was competing here and there. They beat the Eagles. We all know that. Um, but they got beat up last week. Do we have any idea who's starting this week for the Washington football team? Uh, it's going to be Kyle Allen, He's... but it's it's not definite, but it seems like all signs point to count, uh, Kyle Allen. Ron Rivera said, I talked to Kyle you know, the other day, and I told him as long as he feels good enough to go on Sunday. He's our guy. So I don't see Kyle Allen even giving the opportunity for Alex Smith, even though he's on one leg, to to go out there. I, I expect Kyle Allen to be the starter. Yeah. Ron Riverboat Ron has not handled that entire situation great at all. But no. I'm with you. I'm gonna take the Giants minus two and a half versus Washington to get their first win. Uh better bet Hold on, hold okay, on. Okay. I like where your head's at. We're gonna go to a quick break. <laughs> We're going to go to a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we'll get into some more better bets, and we still have Joker go for broke and parlay poppers. We're just bringing the insight here tonight, people. NFL Week 6, we're gearing up for it. Stay tuned, taking you all the way to 1 a.m. live in the Prop Swap Studios. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bets. The second level. German lower league side SG Ripdorf Molzen 2 suffered a 37 to nothing defeat on Sunday after only fielding seven players in a bid to maintain social distancing against their opponents as they feared contracting the coronavirus. So I I don't know here. I mean, what about the seven guys who were thrown out there, right? Is that just by lotto? How do you determine that? They threw seven guys out there on the pitch, and they got pounded into the ground 37 to nothing. The Clippers didn't even lose that bad. Why wouldn't you just not play the match? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? If you're going to take the L, you know you're not going to win. 
with only seven guys out there anyway. So what what statement are you making here? The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Delval Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now. And they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to. And they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let Dell Val Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. Sports are back, baby. And it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 215-464-9900 or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Now, welcome back, everyone, live in the Prop Swap studios. This is The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. And uh, just to give you a quick update between the Dodgers and the Braves, the Braves are cruising not as much as the Dodgers were cruising last night but that's hard to do that's more full-blown speeding 90 and a 45 um Braves eight to two in the top of the eighth so getting closer here to this one being final and the Braves taking a 3-1 series lead after getting spanked 15 to three uh just a few hours ago in last night's game. So 8-2 Braves there. They are about to take that commanding 3-1 series lead, and we'll preview the next game here later in the show. Recapping the earlier matchup on the ALCS side of things, Houston walk-off 4-3. That's a that's a series now. Tampa up 3-0 in that series, all of a sudden 3-2. So exciting stuff on the AL side of things, and we'll see what's on tap for Game 6, and we'll get into that one as well in the third hour of the show. And college football tonight, not a marquee uh, matchup by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good game, 52-49. to 49. Hope you took the over. Ten minutes left in the fourth. Georgia State, Arkansas State, Georgia, uh, Georgia State has the ball, first and ten on their own, 42. So, better bet segment. Just did that to start off the second hour, and we have a couple more games to choose from before we transition into our next segment. So, Dylan, do you have that queued up? What do you have for me? So, let's keep it going. So, next I have Lions 
minus three and a half versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, or the Tennessee Titans minus three and a half after an impressive win over the Buffalo Bills versus the Houston Texans. Yeah, this is another really good one. Um, this Tennessee game, that's going to be one of the best games of the week. Uh, that, that's going to be Titans and Texans. I know the Texans are somewhat of a dumpster fire, but um, should should be good there. As far as Jacksonville and Detroit, am I crazy if I say, oh, but you didn't give me Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville. I don't know. Do I go Tennessee? Yeah. Who are you leaning towards? I'm going Detroit minus three and a half. Um, they're coming off a bye, correct? Yes. So before the bye, it's well documented the struggles Matt Patricia has been having since mm-hmm. becoming the Lions head coach and the blown leads that they've had earlier in this year, the Saints game before their bye. Yep. Um, I just think the Jaguars are a really bad football team. I'm not a Gardner Minshew fan. Um, no, you're not a part of no, Minshew Mania, man? Not a chance. Not you're rocking a chance. the uh, Fu Manchu? Okay. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I have to think that even if I, if I don't believe in Matt Patricia, I have to believe in Matt Stafford's a, ability to win a game. Okay. And if there's, a, fair. If there's a game the Detroit Lions should win, because, again, they're going to fall into some wins, um, it's got to be against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And like you said, that Texans-Titans game, I know the Titans look really impressive, but they're undefeated. Um, I think the Texans are better than their record shows. Um, and the Sean Watson, like I, I don't like betting against Sean Watson. Yeah, no, it's all fair points. I think this is a tough one uh, to pick from. So for me, I'm going to lean towards the Titans just because the Titans are red hot right now, and I agree with you. I, I think the Texans aren't as bad as their record says they are. Uh, but the Titans now haven't lost a regular season game since December 22nd of last year. And this season, they've just been dominating anyone in their path. So if I have to pick between these two teams, I'm just going to ride the hot hand, you know, and, and just wait for them to prove me wrong and not overthink it. So I'm going to lean towards the Titans there, minus three. All right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Uh, and then finally for the Better Bet segment, let's take it to Monday Night Football. There's two games on. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, minus four against the Buffalo Bills. Both teams, top of the AFC, coming off of losses. Mm-hmm. Or the game you previewed early in the week, mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. It is now plus one and a half, no longer two and a half, versus the Arizona Cardinals. Which is the Better Bet? I'm still going Cowboys. <laughs> I'm still going Cowboys just because I like that Buffalo Bills team. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I think that's a, a good spot for them to bounce back as well. So the Chiefs is a good bet, but the Cowboys are my bet of the week. So I have to stick with them here. I'm sticking to my guns, and I'm going to give the slight edge for this better bet option to the Cowboys with the points uh, instead of the earlier Monday night game. Uh, so we're going to be two two for two. I mean, two and two. Okay. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs minus four. If the Chiefs were undefeated and the Bills were coming off a bad loss, I would think otherwise. I don't see Patrick Mahomes dropping two in a row. Yeah. Um, they picked up Le'Veon Bell. I don't know to what extent he plays, if at all, this week. Um, but yeah, look, you're you're not going to sell me on Andy Dalton. 
I get it. Um, I I hear your points. They're fair. I think that's Andy Dalton of the past. Their defense has more holes than Swiss cheese. <laughs> and their offensive line is beat up. And Kyler and the Cardinals, they started off hot, but then they dropped two in a row. So it's not like the Cardinals are red hot and they're due for a loss. They've just they've been good. So they're at home, right? Or is it in Dallas? It's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. Okay. Um, yeah, they're home dogs. Yeah. So um, I like the Cardinals to win that game, so I'm going to have to go Chiefs uh, minus four. I-, I agree with you in the Chiefs are going to win and cover. Um but we just see differently in the in, in the, the Cardinals Cowboys game. game, yeah, Cowboys Cardinals game. The Cowboys have been my pick of the week, and I'm sticking with it. I just think it sets up, and I could be overthinking this. We'll we'll find out Monday night if I am, and I'll gladly admit it if that's the case. But I'm going to stick to my guns. You look at the Chiefs. I mean, they're 13 and one straight up in the last 14. Uh, Twelve of those wins have come by seven points or more. So listen, the Chiefs are a hell of a bet to make this week so i'm not going to completely disagree uh with that one so that's our better bet segment let's recap it real quick uh so we started off with what dylan so ryan and i have are agreeing that the cleveland browns plus three and a half is a better pick than the atlanta falcons plus four against the minnesota vikings me and ryan have the new york football giants minus two and a half versus the washington football team over panthers minus one versus the bears we defer. Ryan takes the Titans minus three and a half versus the Texans. I like the Lions minus three and a half versus the Jags. Ryan likes the Cowboys plus a point and a half on Monday night against the Cardinals. And I like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs minus four against the Buffalo Bills. All right. There we go. Good recap, Dylan. Um, should we get right in? We're not going to be able to finish it here, but we can start off our joke or go for a broke segment and uh, finish it up after the next break in just a few minutes. So do you have that ready for me? Do you want to give the first one? All right, let's do it, man. Let's get right into it. All right, so the first one is the Denver Broncos versus the New England Patriots. Cam Newton is expected to start for the Patriots after the whole COVID mess. Okay. Uh, The spread is at 9.5. Denver's money line is a plus 335. Drew Locke is expected to be back for the Denver Broncos. Take that for what you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, is this a joke, Ryan? Should, are the Patriots going to walk um, all over the Denver Broncos? Or should people go for broke and take a flyer on Denver this week? No way. It's a joke. And maybe I'm just too biased because Bill Belichick. I mean, do I have to say anything else? <laughs> Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I cannot say to go for broke with a bad Denver Broncos team going up against the dynasty and the class that is the New England Patriots. So it's that simple for me, Dylan. I don't think there's any value in overthinking that and going the Denver Broncos side of the fence. What about you? um, It comes down to health for me. So I probably should have came more prepared knowing who the Denver Broncos have this week. Um, But if the Denver Broncos are fully healthy on offense, meaning Drew Locke is back, meaning Melvin Ingram somehow, I mean Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon Gordon. gets to play somehow after his DUI. If I have no idea what's going on with Cortland Sutton, I'm pretty sure he's still out. Yeah. So if Noah Fant's healthy, if Denver's offense is healthy, Philip Lindsay, they have weapons all over their offense. Yeah. Um, They have Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler are two rookies they drafted. Like I said, Noah Fant, they have two good running backs. 
Um, so if they're healthy, people look into that. So I would say go for broke if their offense is healthy. If not, if you see starters missing, no chance. Okay. All right, I'm with you. What do we got next? Next is a stinker. <laughs> next, we have the New York Jets. The New York Le'Veon Bellless Jets versus Fitzmagic and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that spread is also at 9.5, Brian. Mm-hmm. The Jets are also a plus 335 money line, so exactly the same as the Denver Patriots uh, matchup. Is this a joke, or should people go for broke on the New York Jets? I hate saying bet the Jets, but for this segment, what you led off with is why I think it's a go for broke opportunity because it's a trash game. Both teams are trash. So if you're telling me one of them is getting a ton of value at plus 335, I think it's a coin flip. I don't look at Miami as that much better of a football team. Who did have the Miami Dolphins beaten? Nobody. Jacksonville and a 49ers team who had half their team missing. That's their two wins. So Miami can easily be winless. Uh, The Jets are a mess. They're horrible. The coach needs to go. They just lost Le'Veon Bell. They're a mess. But the Miami Dolphins aren't very good either. So if you're saying joke or go for broke, I don't think it's a joke of a concept to say the Jets can go in there and steal a game. So I say go for broke uh, with the Jets. This is an opportunity here because it's a toss-up between two trash franchises. Um, I'll agree with you because it all comes down to what Ryan Fitzpatrick are we getting. Is this the Fitz magic of the start of the Tampa Bay season in 2018 when he was on an absolute tear? Or is this the inconsistent Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Because he went off against San Fran. They beat up on San Fran last week. I I don't see that couple week in a row on fire Ryan Fitzpatrick performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not a joke, but <laughs> you, you, it's you a got tough some one. cojones to yeah. put your money on the New York Jets. I, I would I would agree with that statement. I would agree. All right, what else we got? Um, I have. A close one. This is probably the best one in my opinion. The Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow take on Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. The spread is set at seven and a half right now. Money line Cincy plus three hundred. Is this a joke or a go for broke game? It's a joke. It's a joke. You know, I'm rooting for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, maybe. I like the spread there. You know, you're giving me eight. That's a little bit different of a conversation, but this is money line. We're trying to find value uh, in these upset type of scenarios. The Bengals have given up an NFL high 22 sacks, and they're now without one of their starting offensive tackles who was a part of giving up that NFL high 22 sacks. So now you have another backup in there. It's going to make life even more difficult for the rookie quarterback, Joe Barrow. Indianapolis, the number two ranked defense in the NFL. Great set of linebackers, something we know nothing about in Philadelphia. So it's a joke. I cannot say with any confidence that Cincinnati can go in there and win that game outright. The audacity of Ryan to come at Nate Gary. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's not a joke. Okay. I know how good the Colts' defense is, um, but we saw the Browns have success against it last week. I believe that we saw the Cincinnati Bengals offense get absolutely slowed down and 
you know, were not a factor at all against the Baltimore Ravens, only putting up three points last week. Joe Barrow is going to win some football games this year, people. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Joe Barrow. They have a good running back in Joe Mixon. Um, they have some weapons in Tyler Boyd and the rookie T. Higgins. And so also, and the reason I'll say is this, it's not Indy's defense and the success that Cincinnati will have. It is Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, since the start of the of last season, is third in turnovers with behind, just behind Jameis Winston and Daniel Jones. I do not trust Phillip Rivers. Um, I know Cincinnati's run defense isn't any good, so the Colts could find some success there, and you know maybe they'll go off for 42 points. But <laughs> I, I can't definitively tell you it's a joke of the, for the Bengals to win. All right. I don't hate it. Don't love it either. He hates it, people. I do hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I like the Bengals with the points, but that's a different conversation. That's not what we do in the joke or go for broke segment. We're taking one more break here in the second hour. When we come back, commercial-free to midnight, we have some more joke or go for brokes. Then we're going to get into some parlay poppers. Stick around. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bets. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates. South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to 
to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back, everyone, to The Fix. Halfway through. Hour and a half down, an hour and a half remaining, live in the PropSwap studios. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Busy show and still a lot more to get into here. So, new segment. It's called Parlay Poppers. And how this works is I looked up what the betting public is doing this weekend so far. And any any game that has the public 65% or greater one way, that qualifies for a parlay popper. So, for example, the Cowboys game. I've told you how I felt about the Cowboys with the spread. Slight underdog down to one and a half now. That's been my pick of the week. I'm sticking with it. I liked them even more at two and a half. But just money line, 73% of the betting public for money line bets between the Cowboys and the Cardinals have the Cowboys. All right, so we can start the, the segment off here, Dylan. Is this a parlay popper, even though they're an underdog? So it's a little bit of a weird situation. You have an overwhelming majority of the betting public taking the underdog at home. That is the Dallas Cowboys. There is also some value there. But should you follow the betting public or should you go against them with the Cardinals? And I think you already have the answer, but explain yourself. That is a popper. Yeah? The betting public is listening to you, Ryan, and the betting <laughs> they are. public is wrong. Wow. Wow. You don't believe in Dalton that much, huh? I don't believe in Andy Dalton one lick. <laughs> I if, if he had that 
offensive line of a year or two of two years ago to the Dallas Cowboys. I believe in him a little bit more. Um, because then he could just hand off, hand off, hand off. I'm not saying Zeke's not going to have any success, but I don't see Zeke running for a buck thirty. Um, and like I said, their defense is, to me, one of the worst top bottom three defenses in all of football. That is an absolute parlay popper. Um, Kyler Murray is going to have a field day. Wow! Against this defense. Okay, you're really on the Cardinals. I'm all over the Cardinals. <laughs> we'll see who's right and who's wrong. 73% of the betting public is on the Cowboys' money line, and Dylan says, not so fast, my friend. He's all over the Cardinals, and I'm still leaning towards the Cowboys. I don't think that's going to ruin any parlays for you taking the Cowboys' money line. All right, moving on here. The second team where 65% of the betting public or more is on their side. Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills, and we just talked about this game a little bit earlier. 67% of the betting public right now is on the Kansas City Chiefs money line at minus one, at, I'm sorry, minus 208. It was 160. Now it's all the way up to minus 208 for the Chiefs, and 67% of the betting public is fine with that value. Is that a safe pick, Dylan? Um, this is not a popper. Okay. I, I agree with the betting public in in this one. Um, I was very shocked that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs dropped last week's game to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and I will be even more shocked if they drop two in a row. Look, I like Kyle Allen a lot. I like this Buffalo Bills team a lot. I think, they, I think they're better than the Patriots and they win the AFC East. I actually think they're one of the better teams in the AFC as a whole. Mm. Um, but Just not, not as good not, as the Chiefs. Not this week. <laughs> right. Not this week. Uh, Look, Patty's only going to drop a few games throughout the season, maybe one every four, 12 and four team, 13 and three team. He just dropped one. There's no way in my eyes that he drops two in a row. Yeah. No, I'm with you, and I'm agreeing with you here. I like the Bills a lot. I've been rooting for him. I, I think Josh Allen has progressed. I love Stephon Diggs there with him on the outside, uh, but I just I, I can't. Say that's a bad bet right now with the spot that the Chiefs are in. I don't see them losing two in a row. I think they bounce back. The Bills oftentimes win the games they should and lose the games they should. They're not very good as an underdog, and they're pretty good as a favorite. See what happens when you go out and get a, a stud wide receiver for your franchise quarterback, Ryan? I've been, <laughs> yeah. Stephon Diggs, I DeAndre know. Hopkins. Yep, now, I've been saying that a lot, and I'm with you. But, hey. <laughs> Maybe the Eagles have that guy. And Travis Fogelman, baby. Oh, man. There we go, Trav, man. <laughs> but uh, that's the second game. Chiefs 67%, and Dylan and I both say that's okay. Throw them in your parlay. All right, Ravens, Eagles, 72% of the betting public is on the Ravens. And we're not going to give our predictions here, but is there a chance that if you take the Ravens' money line, your parlay could be popped? 72% of the betting public doesn't think so. Dylan, are you one of the 28%? Do you feel like the Ravens' money line is a scary bet going up against your Philadelphia Eagles? Um, I don't want to give anything away. We'll dive more into the Eagles game later tonight and tomorrow when we give our picks. But as far as like 100% a safe bet, no, I think this has the potential to be a popper, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, no, I would agree. And, and I would just say... You know, we cover the Eagles here. Uh, they're our team locally in this area. 
I think if even if you're just looking at it without any bias from a national media standpoint, you say to yourself, all right, the Eagles have their struggles, but maybe they found something on offense, and they still have Carson Wentz, and they still have some weapons, and maybe Zach Ertz can bounce back, and they are at home. Not that there's going to be 70,000 there, but the travel and that whole dynamic, it helps being at home. So I would agree. I think there's an opportunity here for this to be a popper. I don't love the overwhelming number of 72% of the betting public going Ravens. So I, I agree with you there, Dylan. Um, one more game to get to, and we talked about this game earlier, but this may surprise you, Dylan. Browns-Steelers. 68% of the betting public. Can you guess which side the betting public is on 68% money line? Well, the way you're stating this, I want to say 68% is with the Browns. Yeah, I gave it away. I gave it away with my tone. Um, 68% is on the Browns. They opened at plus 185. They're now down to plus 170, at least on FanDuel. Uh, and the Steelers are the favorites. They opened at minus 225 money line, and they're down to minus 189. At least that's on BetMGM. So 67% of the betting public, 68 sorry, is on the Browns. Is that a parlay popper potential, or is that some type of a lock for you, Dylan? What? Yes, that is parlay popper. <laughs> I, if it was the other way around, I would say, oh, maybe it's a popper. The Browns have a chance of winning this game. Yes, it's a parlay popper. Could the Browns win the game? Yeah, but the the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored. Um, I think they're the best team in the, in the NFC North. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game, I'll tell you that. But the fact that 68% of the betting public is going with the three-and-a-half-point underdog Cleveland Browns. I'm not surprised, though, because look look at the two of the four teams in this segment, the Cowboys and the Browns, and they're the two always overhyped, yeah. over-talked-about yeah. teams. Every offseason, you turn on ESPN, you turn on any national you know sports programming, and what are the two teams that are always overhyped and they underachieve expectations-wise? It's the Browns and the Cowboys, and that's similar to the betting public. So I'm not surprised that either of these teams – are in this segment right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Like I said, it's not a bad pick for the betting public. The Browns could definitely win the game. Sure. But if if it's a parlay popper, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, and I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I like the Browns here in this spot, but if you're telling me this is there's no chance of a potential Steelers win, you're crazy. Here's what I'll say, people. Leave this game in general out of your parlays. I think that's a good call. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I, I wouldn't touch this game. I think there's maybe some value if you want to take it straight up at the throat in a parlay. I'm curious to see how the Browns come out and play. If they come out and beat the Steelers and give them their first loss, I mean, if you're not giving them credit now, you better after that. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm also looking for the Steelers to make a statement because the whole the entire, you know, all the media and everyone, especially us here locally before the Eagles-Steelers matchup, we're, we're saying – you know, who had the Steelers beaten this year. And then even when they beat the Eagles, it's technically a depleted Eagles team. Yeah. And it was a close game. So um, NFC, AFC North battle. I got to stop saying NFC North. It's not the Vikings and the Packers. Um, I, I'm looking for the Steelers to make a statement and say, Big Ben's back and we're the best team in this division. Yeah. No, it's going to be – it's one of the better games that's on the slate here for NFL Week 6, and, and there's a lot of good games. But that's that's a marquee uh, type of matchup for this NFL Week 6. Uh, so there's our parlay poppers. 
Hope you enjoyed it. New segment. We'll just continue to add and grow here on The Fix as we come to you live inside the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And that's every weeknight, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., about 15 minutes until the top of the hour. Phone lines are open if you want to pick up the phone and give Dylan and I a call, 609-601-3200. 609-601-3290. Give me a call. What's on your mind? Let's chat it up, baby. Um, so we just went through all of the, essentially, games for NFL Week 6. And in the third hour, we'll do one more quick whip around just strictly against the spread. And um, we'll kind of see where we're at with everything. But update in baseball, Dylan. 10-2. to 2. Wow. 10-2. to 2. Uh, The Atlanta Braves. So it's all Atlanta. Double-digit runs now for Atlanta after they gave up double-digit runs just last night. And this series is its getting interesting. I mean, it's going to be 3-1 Atlanta now, so that's a hole for L.A. to potentially try and climb out of. But it's been entertaining, to say the least. I mean, just overall as a series, these games have been boring because they're blowouts, but it's crazy the twists and turns we've seen here. Yeah, and I'll tell it, if it ends up where... The teams that are up 3-2, or the teams that are up with three wins in the series, being the Braves and the Rays, um, get to the World Series Finals. It'll be a fun series to watch, but man, it got in the way of the matchup I, I wanted to see, and that is the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's, I mean, I think the, the league office wanted that matchup too. Right? That, that was the marquee matchup. Those two teams, right. um, for obvious got, reasons. Now you got these two young teams, up and coming teams, maybe a little ahead of, ahead of schedule. Yeah, big time, big time ahead of schedule. They're they're exciting to watch, especially the Braves, man. I mean, they can rake it. They're they're, they're a good young offense, but Dodgers Astros just was filled with storylines, and we'll see if that's able to happen. It's not looking too good right now. The Astros have made it a series. Can the Dodgers? They're uh, presumably going to lose this game. Can they do the same thing that the Astros did and come back and make it a 3-2 series? Um, we'll, we'll give you our picks in the third and final hour. 609-601-3290, live in the Prop Swap Studios, yo. Um, Dylan, want to talk some Eagles here for the next 8, 10 minutes or so? How are you sure. feeling? Because I talked to John McMullen at 10.30 for about a half hour, and... I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how they come out this game. It's kind of similar. I don't want to sound lazy with my thinking here, but it's similar to the Steelers matchup. And if you want to be positive coming off that loss against the Steelers, you say, okay, they made progress. They gave up 38 points, but the offense did battle back from a 17-point deficit. They put their team in a position to win. Carson Wentz did look much better. Travis Fogum. Looks like he has some potential to be a real-life wide receiver. We'll see if Deshaun Jackson comes back. We'll see if Alshon comes back this week. Doesn't look promising, but still up in the air. So how are you feeling tonight, Dylan, about the game? Um, I don't want to give anything away. I'm going to surprise some people. I'll give a little teaser there. All right. Well, um, listen, we can still we – we we have to talk about it. Yeah. You don't have to give your pick, but um, we can talk about it. So <laughs> – the Eagles, Jim Schwartz in this defense, for whatever reason, he doesn't int- he doesn't tend to get um, embarrassed tw- in a row, like two times in a row. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right, we got someone on the line, so um, they'll chime into the conversation here. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Ryan. Yo, Frank. I knew it was you. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> yeah, you call at the same time, and I knew once we shifted to this Eagles talk, you would have something to say, which I'm happy you called in. So you can add to this yeah. conversation or ask us a question. What do you got? Yeah. Well, you know what I told you last night, correct? Remember what we talked about on Facebook? I told you that I really think there's a chance. I'm not saying it's, you know, Stone Cold Lock, but Baltimore has the bye, plus they have Pittsburgh and a tough schedule coming up. Is there any chance they take the Eagles lightly and the Eagles can make this a game? Of course. I mean, I don't know. If, I, here's the thing. Of course, too, can the Eagles make this a game. I don't think the Ravens are going to take them lightly. They're too well coached. I mean, they've been. I agree. You know, they, they need some more wins, um, and I think that Kansas City loss could fuel them the, the entire rest of the season here because now the, the narrative ar- around Lamar Jackson, that's only growing. 0-3 against Mahomes. Is he a pocket passer? Um, all those criticisms are becoming a little bit more and more legitimate. So I don't think they take the Eagles lightly, but... You know, of course the Eagles have a chance. This is a big game for them as well, and we did see some progress on Sunday. So something's going to give. And I like the fact that there's going to be – it's not a lot of fans, but I just think that that's going to be a little juice for them. It's going to help. And the other thing is Baltimore last yeah. year, when they suffered their second loss is when they ripped off like 12 in a row up in all the playoffs. So, I mean, maybe we get lucky and then one loss will help them get motivated, but not against us. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean – Baltimore's a much better team. I, I don't know what type of answers the Philadelphia defense is going to have for Lamar Jackson and that offense as a whole. So I'm just hoping it doesn't get sloppy and ugly uh, in Baltimore's favor and the Eagles can hang around and just at least have a chance to win when it uh, comes time for the fourth quarter. I, I like the Eagles in the seven and a half, if it's still seven and a half. I haven't checked it today. But it is. I do like the Eagles with the points, and that's crazy to think. But, I mean, I think it's going to be like 30-23, something like that. Well, of course you went seven-point margin there, so that half-point hits for you. <laughs> yeah, of course. You think I'm going to not let it go in my favor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. You just could have went six, five, four. You went right there, seven. I yeah. love it. Um, all right, man, do you have anything else? Any other questions? Anything else you want us to talk about? No, I just, like I said, people, like John says, people get on Schwartz so much that I I just think if he had better personnel, his scheme would look a lot better. I just think with the weaknesses and the linebackers and stuff, it's it's hard for him to make up for. I hope Will Parks, he can't play a full game, obviously, but I hope in, in the next coming weeks that he really helps and maybe changes things with the big nickel. I would agree, and I think he's going to. And, Frank, thank you, as always, for your call, man. Um I think that Will Parks, and I interviewed him last summer, and uh, name drop, I interviewed Will Parks. Um, But he seems like a guy that, he's not a stud, he's not Slay, uh, he's not Gilmore, but he's a guy that can play in a lot of areas all over the football field, and I think just the depth there can can help the Eagles. So I think that's a, a big addition when he does come back. Yeah, look, I have two key things I'm looking at here for the Eagles to be successful on Sunday. And obviously, like I said, we, we can get more into it whenever you want. Defensively, it's this simple to me. And I don't really have the answers. I'm not a defensive coordinator. But you have to make Lamar Jackson beat you with his arm. 
I but think how do they do the that? Answer. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, the Ravens are third in the league in rushing yards per game. They are 31st in the league in passing yards per game. And then on the flip side, offensively, the Eagles need to get out quick and get ahead quick. And I say that because, look, it's not just the Chiefs game on Monday night earlier this year that where it was talked about and seen. It was the playoff game against Tennessee last year. It was a couple instances last year. We all know that this Ravens offense when it's clicking, is one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. But they play their brand of football, which is running the football, with that trio of Dobbins and and Ingram and Lamar Mm -hmm. when they're ahead, Ryan. They do not play well from behind. And I don't mean 7-0, 10-3. I mean that the Eagles can get up to a 10-0 first quarter, 14-3 start. You have something there. So that is very, very important in my eyes, which we'll get into. So let me ask you this before we go to break. Mm -hmm. And it might sound crazy. I talked about it on one of my podcasts earlier, and then another person had said it. Um, And I... Does Davion Taylor touch the field at all in the sense of you have one job, and that is to spy Lamar Jackson? He is not ready to play football, like as a as a starting linebacker in this league, but we know how athletic he is. We know how fast he is. His parents were track stars. He was a track star. He could tackle an open field. He's a hard hitter. Is is it? You remember that? Remember the Titan scene when uh when PD fumbles and uh he gets pulled and then coach <laughs> yes. is it Coach Boone or yes he comes over to him and he says I, I can you play corner for me yes yes yeah. And his only job, I, he's like, Coach, I don't know the playbook. Right. I don't care. I just need you to stick him. Yeah. We'll figure out the rest later. Yes. That's my that's my role for Davion Taylor this Sunday if I'm <laughs> Jim Schwartz. And I, I know it sounds out of this world, yeah. but what other – what other – like, what else do you want to happen, man? Nate Gary can't spy him, and you have to spy him. What are you going to do? I, I don't know. I don't think that's – I wish it was a remember the Titans-like type of <laughs> scenario, dude, but – I don't know what the answer is. It's just they're going to have to figure it out collectively. I know that's like a corny cliche there, too, but I don't know what the answer is, man. Defensive line has to play better, too, Ryan. Because yeah, they, look, they play better at no, times. No, 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 they have, but my, my issue with them is, like, you know, they, they rack up all those sack numbers and they, and they dominate a bad Bengals offensive line and a beat-up 49ers line, and, you know, they're first in the league in sacks. And then, you know, going into the Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh is second in the league in sacks. Mm-hmm. And in a big game um, in the season, early in the season, what does Pittsburgh's defensive line go out and do? Five sacks. Yeah. What does the Eagles' defensive line do? Uno. Right. In a key game. I need you to show up. I need the best part of my team, the deepest part of my team, to show up and dominate a game. And yeah. that's Sunday. I'm with you. We'll leave it at that. Mic drop. Mic drop from Dylan. They need to show up. Defensive line needs to show up. They need to figure out a way to be special, and we haven't seen anything special.